0: Atlanta United analyst and host of Soccer Tonight, Jason Longshore, joining us here on the show. Good morning, Jason.
1: What's up, everybody? Thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah, good to have you with us, especially going into what will likely be what a heated matchup uh, over this weekend against the Columbus Crew for the Atlanta United. Uh, what's the, what's the buzz around this kind of rematch of how their season? You know, they ended their season last year.
1: Yeah, it's a great measuring stick. I mean, one, to get to see the team that knocked you out of the playoffs last year in game one. But two, Columbus went on and won the whole thing. So this is that that perfect way to start to see where you are, and you can make adjustments after this. Um, it is kind of a weird situation that you know they have a bye week in week two. So you get a game, then you get two weeks. So I think that adds a little bit of extra – Oof! to this one uh, on the Atlanta United side uh, of guys who don't want to go into that break thinking about this game for two weeks. You want to go into Columbus and do what you did here in Atlanta last year in game two of the playoffs. You know That's the last time the crew were beaten in a match was that 4-2 win at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. You've got to be able to get forward and put the goals in the back of the net like they did that time where they exploited the flanks and created space. Jason, Rob Tribble here. Sir, good morning. (laughs) 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 All right. Should I be optimistic about this team this year? We need some winning in this town, for God's sakes, Jason. Yeah, um, you should be because this is a team that last year in the summer window when they added Sabalop and Tristan Muyamba and Shonday Silva, they were among the better teams in the league after that, and you just ran into a team that was a little bit hotter in the postseason in Columbus. You've improved from that from last summer by adding Sion Gregerson in the back, the Norwegian national team center back, and Bartosz Lisch, the Polish national team holding midfielder. So you had, I think the biggest thing about this preseason to me that it stood out in comparing it to previous years, you've had the core of your team together for pretty much the whole preseason. You weren't chasing work thesis at the last minute. You weren't trying to get transfer deals done at the last minute. This group's been together. They've worked together and they've really come together in a good way. I, I like the personality of this group. Jason, what I want to know and, and I listen, I don't want to start this season on a sour note, but a lot of questions being asked about the long term future of Tiago Almada in Atlanta. And I know that, you know, listen, he's he's shown up. He's been away from Mosa uh, of this kind of camp. I You know, the summer window will be a big talking point, it seems like, throughout most of the season. But what are your thoughts on on really his long-term outlook and what would you like to see happen? Yeah, it's it's the unique element of the sport compared to our other teams in town in that Tiago Almada is one of the most promising young players in the world, period. And there are clubs in many different countries who want to bring Tiago Almada in. And he's going to want to make that move to Europe. You know, it's just there's nothing wrong with that. It's the nature of of the international aspect of the sport. The timing kind of lends itself to the summer being that time that you would expect the right kind of offer comes in from a club that he would want to go to. He's also got the Olympics this summer as well, and that's where he was during most of the preseason where, you know, He's with the Argentine U23 national team in that tournament, and he's not just part of the squad. He's wearing the number 10 shirt for Argentina, which that shirt has a lot of weight to it. You know, you put that number 10 on in the blue and white stripes, it's a little heavy. You put a captain's armband on as well, it's even heavier, and he rose to that occasion, got them qualified. He's going to turn a lot of heads in Europe with that performance, with what he does here in Atlanta in the first half, and then potentially in the Olympic games themselves. So I think the interest is going to be so strong in the summer that it's going to be hard to keep him past that. But here's the good thing if you're Atlanta United, you have time now, one, to get the best out of him. He's going to want to deliver to continue getting that attention from Europe. But also you've got time to plan, and you've got time to start looking because the summer window is where internationally there's more business done. There's more players available. There's more clubs looking to make deals. So you've got time to plan and put everything in place to when that right deal comes for Tiago, it can be a quick replacement, seamless. Let's continue.
0: Jason Longshore joining us here on The Morning Shift. He is on the call as the analyst for Atlanta United Games. Jason, this team was so strong when it came to the offense. They were second um, in the league with uh, most goals scored. And then you look at defensively, uh, kind of very lopsided on that side of things. Can we expect to see kind of a more balanced uh, team this year?
1: Yeah, it's got to be better on the defensive side. I don't think anyone, whether we're talking to, to fans or players in this team or Gonzalo Pineda and his coaching staff, want it to be want to sacrifice that offense. That offense was so dynamic last year when all the pieces were in place. Yorgos Yakamakis could be a Golden Boot candidate this year, uh, could score 20-plus goals. Tiago Almada, depending on how long he's here, he could have double-digit assists again. John De Silva and Saba Lobjanidze are both, you know, 10 goal guys, potentially 10 assist guys as well. You've got a lot of offensive firepower. But that being said, you've got to be a little more secure defensively. And I really think that Gregerson is the the missing element there. He's just a different personality on that back line from what we've had in the past. I mean, he's intimidating at six foot five. He can run as well, so you're not losing anything with speed. You can still play the same way with a high line, but he's going to win more aerial duels. And I've mentioned personality, and I think that's been one of the the conversations around this team in preseason. You never know how a, a group comes together until you really get them together and you start getting them, whether it's a trip to Florida in preseason or getting them into some games where you have to deal with some adversity, and you see how the group acts together not the individuals, but the group. And Gregerson, to me, what I've seen defensively is just a little more urgency, a little more intimidation, and I don't think you're going to see the same mistakes that you did last year because you go back and look at a lot of those goals that were conceded, not because of players being outplayed, it's because of mistakes, and you can't allow those to happen at this level. Jason, I'm going to leave this one a little bit open-ended for you, and, and, and I'm going I'm to give you the opportunity to get everybody excited about what the season holds, so I'm going to do a little fill-in-the-blank. Atlanta United will be a championship-caliber team if blank. Two things. If they eliminate some of those defensive mistakes like we talked about, but the most important thing is win at least five games on the road and continue Mm -hmm. where you are in terms of getting other results on the road. If you go back and look at last season and you look at why they were sixth in the East versus being – in the top four and getting a third game at home in that first round, we saw how difficult it was in Columbus in game three. You're talking about turning two draws on the road into wins, two. You get four more points in the season, you're in the top four. You find another one, you're talking about top two or three. That's the, the level here that we're talking about. This Eastern Conference is really tight. A lot of teams have improved. I think the probably six or seven best teams in the league are in the Eastern Conference. So every result, every margin is going to be very difficult for this team. But they have the talent. They have the firepower. And I think they have that just that extra something special that is hard to define in terms of the, the character of a team. They have all these things. Now you've got to go out and produce, and nothing better than to try to do it against the the defending champs in game one.
0: Jason, we're very much looking forward to this weekend. I appreciate all the insight that you, you give us when you come on here. Let's
1: go. Thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it.